Welcome to Classic Comedy of Old Time Radio. I'm your host, Ron Ecklebarker. Before we get into today's show, I'd like to give you a heads up about a guest appearance that I'm making on another podcast. For years, I've told you about Adam Graham's podcast, The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Well, he has another OTR-based podcast called The Amazing World of Radio. Coming up on March 15th, I am a guest on Adam's show. He's playing the Lux Radio version of the Life of Riley movie that came out in 1949. Now, we've been listening to the Life of Riley on this podcast since we began. That's been like four years. So I encourage you to head over to greatdetectives.net and look for the Amazing World of Radio link. It's fairly large on the left, not far down. That Life of Riley show will appear under that link on March 15th. Of course, listening to his other shows would also be great too, but I encourage you to listen to the Life of Riley show where I'm a part of that, and that shows up on March 15th. Once again, leave it to Henry Aldrich and his pal Homer to make chaos out of something like a school play. Today's show is entitled Props for the School Play. And it is the 189th episode of the Aldrich family. It originally aired on April 15th, 1943. Henry! Henry Aldrich! Coming, Mother! The Aldrich Family, a special rebroadcast for you soldiers, sailors, and Marines of the United Nations. Give a teenage boy a problem to solve, and you start what always turns out to be a wrestling match, with the boy and the problem alternately throwing each other. Henry Aldridge, however, usually ends up victorious, but gasping. The scene opens at the Aldridge breakfast table. Could I have the cream, please, Father? Here you are, Henry. Thank you. Boy, dear, it isn't necessary to eat your breakfast as though you were going to some kind of a race. But, Mother, I'm in a hurry. I've got a very full day. Boy, Henry, can't you slow down just a little? Alice, I don't like to undermine your discipline, but I happen to know Henry does have a very full day. Boy, I'll say. He's got to empty the ashes in the cellar. He's got to pick up the backyard. Father, that isn't the kind of full day I was thinking of. I've got this list, see? What list, Henry? Gee whiz, look at it. Just look at it. One grandfather's clock, one fur coat, man, one dining room table with chairs, one rose bush. Now, wait a minute. What is that you're reading? My list, my list. One pound of butter with muffins, one fireplace, an egg beater, and a cigar. What's that, Henry? A cigar, Mother, for Homer. What's that? Homer smoking cigars? No, Father. He doesn't smoke it. He just carries it around in his pocket because he's got a lot of money. Henry, may I ask what this is all about? Didn't I tell you, Mother? It's for the school play. And I've got to get all that list by tomorrow night. How about the ashes? The ashes, Father? We don't need any ashes. Henry, do you mind my asking why? If the play is going to be put on tomorrow night, you haven't started to get any of these things before now. Because they didn't tell me until yesterday that I was to be prop man. 
Sidney Butler was before that, and they fired him. They fired him? Sure. He wasn't good at getting anything at all, so they, so they gave him the lead. Henry! Uh, what, Mary? May I ask what Mother's egg beater is doing in your lunchbox? What's that, Mary? Oh, now, wait a minute, Mother. I was going to tell you about that egg beater, only Mary brought it up too soon. I did? Henry, why are you taking my egg beater? It's for Kathleen. She makes an infancy from the kitchen, and it shows that's where she came from. What's that? Kathleen's father. Her mother's dad. Kathleen's mother? Sure, in the play. And she's keeping house for her father, Homer. For whom? For Homer. She's Homer's unspoiled daughter. Kathleen? Kathleen Anderson is Homer Brown's daughter? What's so wrong with that, Mary? She's only a couple of months older than he is. And as a matter of fact, the dramatic coach says Homer looks more like an old man than anyone in the school. Henry, if I let you take our egg beater, will you see that it gets back to me? Oh, sure, Mother. Gee, I hope you don't think I'd go and leave a perfectly good thing like an egg beater over at the school, do you? Well, then I'll put it back in your lunchbox. Thank you. And, Mary, the next time you go searching through my lunchbox, please ask for permission. Henry, what are you doing under the table? I'm just looking at the legs, Father. I'm just seeing if they'll come off when I take it over. When you take it over? When you take what over where? The dining room table for the play. Henry, you are not under any circumstances going to take this table. I can't have it. But, gee whiz, what's Homer going to eat off of? May I ask what we're going to eat off of? Couldn't we eat in the kitchen, Father? It's only for three days. Henry, do you remember last year when we loaned our sofa for the school play? Yes, Father. But that wasn't my fault it fell off the back of the car. That isn't the point. This dining room table has been in this house for 20 years. If there are those in your school who have never seen a dining room table before, you may bring them over one at a time and let them take a look at it. But that's as far as I'm willing to go. Okay, then. How about... How about a fur coat? Could I borrow one of those? A fur coat? It has to be a man's fur coat. It's for Homer. He's very wealthy, see, and the fur has to be on the inside. Yes? Well, you've come to the wrong man for a thing like that. As a matter of fact, I'd like to get a pair of fur gloves for him, too. And maybe a fur hat. Exactly where is the scene laid? In his dining room. Oh. Homer comes into his dining room wearing a fur coat, a fur hat, and fur gloves and sits down to dinner? Sure. I see. He can't get any cold. He can't? Do you think I ought to get some? For what? Hi, Henry. You all ready for school? I'll be ready in one second, Homer. Good morning, Homer. What's that you have in your mouth? A piece of bubble gum. Alice, what was that? That was me, Mr. Aldrich. Good morning. Homer, I wouldn't snap my gum in here if I were you. Oh, sure. Excuse me. Come on, Homer, while I get my things on. Okay. Don't run, dear. I'm not running. Listen, Henry, I had an idea last night. You know that place in the play where I take $1,000 out of my pocket and give it to Jimmy Bartlett? Yeah. Well, gee, I wouldn't have a whole thousand just loose in my pocket, would I? Why not? I'd be afraid to carry it around, Henry. Why don't I have a cash register that I take it out of? A cash register? Right in your dining room? Well, I can afford one. I'm rich. I know, but rich people have things like safes. A safe? Well, I'd settle for a safe. As a matter of fact, that's a very good idea. Sure, Homer. Henry, you forgot something in here. Oh, gee whiz. I know what it is. It's my darn list. And that, Henry, is one reason why I don't want you to borrow this dining room table. Father, I agree with you. I agree with you entirely. I've driven the dining room table right out of my head. Good. Now, if you could only get me a safe, I'd be perfectly happy. A what, dear? A safe, Mother. There's a very important place where Homer has to have, has to have one. Henry, do you realize how much a safe weighs? Well, I don't mean a big safe, Father, like in a bank. I mean something about... about... Yes? Well, you can just drive the safe out of your head, too. You mean I can't have one? Hey, Henry, we're going to be late. I'm coming, Homer. And as a matter of fact, I'm sort of sorry I ever took this darn job. Goodbye, Henry. Goodbye. Goodbye. Henry, goodbye. I guess he didn't hear you, dear. And Sam... Well? Dear, don't you think we ought to contribute a little something more than just an egg beater to this play? You mean you want to let Henry have this table? Now, dear, I didn't say this table. 
But don't you think you could at least find him a safe? Alice, are you... are you... Sam, this is the first time I've ever seen Henry get so wrapped up in anything. Why, dear, it's the most important thing that has ever happened to him. Well, where am I going to get a safe? You've a lot of influence, Sam. And if you explain it's for a high school play, my goodness, I should think there'd be lots of people who could spare a safe for three nights. Hello, Centerville Express Office. Yes? Have we got a what? Sure, we got a safe. Who's this speaking? Oh, yes, Mr. Aldrich. Now, could you tell me again what it is you want? A safe to play with? Oh, you're in a play. Oh, I got you. Well, we got one here, yes. Weighs three and a half tons. What's that? Hello, Harriet. Can you hear me? Yes, Alice. What we need is a nice, warm, heavy coat that's lined with fur. I see. It's for a rather wealthy man that's a widower. Mm. Uh, How about my Persian lamb? Your Persian lamb? Harriet, it has to be a man's coat. Alice, where would I ever get a man's coat, especially a fur-lined man? Well, I just thought you might possibly know of someone that has one. Mother! Just a minute, Harriet. Henry, are you home from school already? Yes, Mother. Where's Mary? I think I've got a little job for her. Dear, I'm talking with your Aunt Harriet about a fur coat for you. You are? Oh, boy. Alice, I have another idea. Really? Up in one of my closets, there's a leather windbreaker. It's mine, but it's cut like a man's, and it's lined with rabbit. With rabbit? It's hip length, Alice. Just a minute, Harriet. Henry, would wrap it down to the hips be all right? Just to the hips, Mother? And have Homer's legs show? Hello, Centerville Colin Fee. Oh, hello, Mr. Aldrich. What's that, a safe? Mr. Aldrich, I'm sorry, but I'm afraid I didn't hear you. Did you say you were looking for a safe? For your son? Oh, oh, now I understand you. Oh, yes, indeed, we have a very small safe. It's only about 18 inches high. Borrow it? You mean take it away? But, Mr. Aldrich, it's cemented right into the wall. I started to tell you. You know that hat you have, Mary, with the roses on it? Yes. Well, look, I'm not asking you to let me do it myself because I might damage it, but I'm perfectly willing to let you do it, and I'll even give you a line of credit on the program. If I do what? Haven't I made it clear? All you have to do is very carefully take the roses off your hat and sort of tie them on this bush. Why, Henry Aldridge, I won't do any such thing. Well, which part is it you object to? How do you think I feel when the curtain goes up and there's my hat spread all over a bush? Henry, you want it on the telephone? I am, Mother. Oh, boy, is this a day. I'll bet that's about the oysters. The what? The oysters. I've been having some trouble digging up some oysters for the second act. Hello? Hello? Is this a Centerville fish market? What's that? Is this Henry? Oh, gee whiz, is that you, Kathleen? Henry, I told my mother about our dining room table, and she wants to ask you a couple questions. Sure, Kathleen. I'd be glad to answer anything. Hello, Henry. Oh, hello, Mrs. Anderson. Now, tell me, dear, just how did you plan to use our table? Well, look, Mrs. Anderson, this fellow that's going to eat off it, his father helped settle the West, see? The what? The West, the West. Yes? And his portrait hangs right over Homer's sideboard. I got the sideboard all right from Mrs. Lawson, and... 
Oh, boy, it completely slipped my list. What's the matter, Henry? Do you have a mirror with cupids? What's that? A mirror with cupids on it to hang over a mantle. No. No, I don't, Henry. Wouldn't just a plain mirror do? Oh, no. Jimmy Bartlett has to stand in front of it and kiss Kathleen. Kathleen? Jimmy Bartlett kisses Kathleen? Yes, ma'am. Frankly, I'm not any too much in favor of that part myself. But the play calls for a mirror with cupids to be kissed under, and what can I do? My hands are tied. Henry, I just happened to remember. Would a mirror with a deer head help? With a what? We have one with a gilt deer head top. top. But no cupids? Gee, the only thing is... Tell me frankly, Mrs. Anderson, when you stand off at a distance, could you mistake the deer for a cupid? What's that? It has horns, hasn't it? Yes. Well, don't the horns spread out a little like wings? bother you down here at the office, but I've simply got to have your help. That's all right. I'm glad you dropped in. Alice, I think I have an idea that's going to solve the whole business. Well, what is it, dear? Why rent a safe that has to be hauled all the way up to the high school auditorium when they have steel lockers right in their own gymnasium? Steel lockers? All they have to do is move one of them on stage and have somebody in the art department paint a combination dial on it. Now, Sam, a gymnasium locker. Why, when the students see it, they'll simply howl. But, Alice, do you realize I haven't touched one bit of work all day? The only thing I've done is call people about safes. Dear, that isn't any more than Henry's done. And, Sam, where am I going to find a gold-plated chandelier with old-fashioned gas lights on it? What's that? Dear, we must know someone in this town who owns a thing like that. Alice, I'll do what I can to find a safe, but I put my foot down on a gold-plated gas light chandelier. Henry, for the last time, I'm not going to eat them. Homer, don't you realize that this is for the junior class play? Well, what if it is? I'm not asking to eat the oysters for me. I'm asking to eat them for the junior class. And I'm still not going to eat them. If I'd known a thing like this was going to happen, I'd have flunked a couple of courses and dropped into the sophomore class. Homer, you don't have to eat the whole dozen oysters. Not even a half a dozen oysters. You just nibble at two or three. You're rich. You can afford to throw some away. Well, nobody will ever know I'm rich. Not if they see the dining room table you got me. Homer, nobody's going to see it's made of sawhorses. I got a tablecloth purposely that comes right down to the floor. Sure, sure, and it looks like a bed. And I'll tell you one more thing, Henry. I'm not going to wear Prussian lamb. It isn't Prussian lamb, Homer. It's Persian lamb. And that's a beautiful coat my Aunt Harriet paid a lot of money for. Well, what's the difference? I come onto the stage wearing a woman's Persian lamb coat and a muff for a hat. Down at a sawhorse and start to eat oysters that I can't stand. What kind of a millionaire do you think I am? All right, Homer. All right. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and write a letter of resignation to the junior class. Henry, you're going to quit before you even get me some ketchup for my oysters? Or a safe for me to keep my $1,000 in? All right, Homer. So far as I'm concerned, you can keep your money in your pocket. Henry, here's your rosebush. I've got it all fixed for you. What's that? Mary, is that a rosebush? Yes, of course it is. Now, listen, Mary, those are nothing but ordinary sweet tea. Sure they are, sure they are. But who's going to notice from the last row? From the last row? Who's going to sit there? I am. All I can say is, Mary, that's the last row. That's the last straw. Well, Henry, I'm not going to tear apart my very best hat with roses on it. Would you be any more pleased if I got out that old hat with cherries on it? Cherries? Are they canned? What's that? I like canned cherries. Homer, will you please tell me what place there is in the play where you eat cherries? I could eat them instead of oysters. Off my hat? What's that? You've got a hat with oysters on it? Well, so far as I'm concerned, I'm not even interested. And I hope nobody thinks I'm interested. 
I'm going to resign. Isn't anybody going to answer the phone? Why should I answer the phone? As far as I'm concerned, the junior class can... can... Oh, gee whiz, what kind of a house is this? Hello? Is this Mr. Ulrich's residence? Yes, sir, but Mr. Ulrich isn't here right now. Well, about that safe he inquired about, just what kind is it he wants? That safe? Why, just a nice, good-sized... Well, you know, what kind have you got? You want a single or a double door? Gee whiz, you got one with a double door? That would be good. How big is it? And so big, five feet high, maybe? Gee, that sounds swell. It's got to be hauled up there, you know. Sure, but we've got to have it. It's for a very rich man. Yeah, well, then I guess he won't mind the cartage, will he? Oh, no. Gee whiz, he's got $1,000 in his pocket. He's got to do something with it. Okay, I'll get a crew on it right away. I think the least you can do is go up to the high school and see that play tonight. Alice, do you realize in six weeks my income tax will be due, and this is one of the few evenings I'm going to have free to get it straightened out? Just the same, dear. It seems to me that when your own son is practically putting on a play single-handed... Alice, where's, uh, where's the inkwell that's supposed to be on this desk? The inkwell? Henry took it over to the auditorium. Homer has to sign a check. Well, that's a fine thing. Just when I... I... Mother! Oh, Mary, did you get the rose bush finished before Henry left? Yes, Mother. I made a lot of little rosebuds and tied them on with picture wire. Really? You took them off your hair? Oh, no, Mother. I just wired on radishes. They look beautiful. Alice, did you notice what I did with my income tax papers? Your tax papers? Where'd you put them? I thought I put them out here on this desk. At least I started to. Did you take them out of your briefcase, Father? No, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Well, my goodness, Sam Henry took your briefcase. He took it? My briefcase. Dear, you told him the other day he could borrow it. Don't you remember? There's a place in the play where Homer has to take a will out and read it. And he's going to read my income tax right out to the audience? Well, Sam, if you hurry, you may be able to catch him over to Anderson's. He's going to stop there and pick up a mirror with a deer. A what went up? Alice, you phone the Andersons, and if Henry's there, tell him to hold him. I'll be right over. We'll be back with the Aldrich family in just a moment. Right now it's intermission, and time for our intermission guest, the one and only Tommy Dorsey. Okay, Tommy.
getting back to the troubles of Henry Aldrich. Mr. Aldrich has just discovered that Henry, without realizing it, has taken his briefcase containing income tax papers for Homer to use in the school play. As the scene opens, Mr. Aldrich is ringing the Anderson front doorbell. There, Mr. Aldrich. Uh, good evening, Mrs. Anderson. Is Henry here? I want to speak to him. No, I'm awfully sorry. Henry left here nearly ten minutes ago. He picked up a mirror, and he was going over to pick up something at the Lawson's. At the Lawson's? Thank you very much. Is there anything I can do for you? No, thanks. I just want to catch up with him. Who was it, Mother? Just Mr. Aldrich, dear. Really? What was it he wanted? He didn't say. Evidently, he's trying to catch up with Henry so he can help him carry some of those things. Shall I tell Father we're almost ready to start? The play begins at 8.30, and I have to be there early. I'm sorry, Kathleen, but your father isn't going to the play. He isn't? In fact, your father isn't even speaking to me, dear. Why not? You must know the truth, Kathleen. He resents our giving up his deer head. His what? That mirror Henry took with a deer head on it. Oh, that awful thing he gave you on your 10th anniversary? Mrs. Anderson, come clean, are you here? Yes, Henry, what's the matter? Do I have a briefcase here? Briefcase? Oh, my goodness. Oh, here it is, right on the whole table, Henry. Gee, was that a close shape? I was just leaving the Lawson's when I discovered I'd lost it. Oh, thank you very much, Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> What you had printed on the program. Look, right here. The oysters that are eaten by Homer Brown in Act Two are by courtesy of the Centerville Fish Market. Homer, we had to give them some credit, didn't we? Well, Centerville Fish Market or no Centerville Fish Market, I'm not going to eat them. Homer, will you please stand back? The audience can see your costume. And that's another thing. This guy in buffalo robe. This guy in buffalo robe that you found in your attic. You're going to wear your father's raincoat over it, aren't you? That buffalo robe just looks like a very good line. And I suppose you think I didn't notice the roses. Radishes. Here I am, a millionaire, and I'm ashamed to walk into my own dining room. Okay, Homer, okay. Then you go ahead and run the show yourself from here on. You mean you're going to resign again? I might, Homer. I might very easily resign. But Henry... Homer, what's the matter with Henry? Kathleen, I was just standing here talking to him about... about... He's so darn sensitive. Oh, listen, Kathleen, is my mustache on straight? It's on straight, but couldn't you have gotten a better one, Homer? What's the matter with it? I paid a dime for it. My goodness, they had some nice ones for 15 cents. 15 cents? Do you think I'm a millionaire? <laughs> What's that you've got in your hand? My egg beater. Oh, boy, where's my briefcase? Where's my briefcase? Oh, here it is. You have to use that? Sure, don't you know I take my will out and stand there looking at it for a minute and then get mad and tear it up? Oh, yes. And that reminds me, where's my will? Where's my will? Isn't there anything in the briefcase? Oh, sure, here's some papers. Well, I've got to give Henry credit for that. Remember to get one thing right for me. Hello? Hello, is this Harriet Pryor? Yes. Harriet, this is Sam Ulrich. Is Henry there? Henry? Oh, why, he was here half an hour ago. He borrowed 12 oyster forks. Where was he going from there? To the school? No, to the Centerville Fish Market and then to the school. That's all I wanted to know. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> 
Henry, how's it going? You were fine, Kathleen, but boy, Homer, Homer. But the audience is liking it. That isn't Homer's fault, though. He's forgotten his lines four times. And when he took his coat off, he forgot the buffalo robe, and it stayed pinned around his neck. My goodness. Look at him out there. He looks like a bear. Henry. Henry. Gee, where's Father? Are you allowed to come backstage? Where's my briefcase? I haven't forgotten it, Father. And boy, have you noticed what a mess Homer's making up things? He keeps calling it a radish bush. Henry, where is the briefcase? We've got it, Father. There's nothing to worry about. And do you know what Homer did with the oysters? Instead of eating them, he slipped them in his pocket. Henry, where's the briefcase? Right out there on the stage. Homer's got it. With my income tax papers? Oh, gee whiz. Is that your income tax he's reading? Henry, when does he bring them off? Bring them off? Well, he doesn't. He tears them up and throws them in the fireplace. Henry, walk out there on the stage and get those papers. Who, I? Oh, no, Father. In front of all those people? Henry, for the last time, I have to have those papers. Well, look, Father, I'll try to whistle to him. Oh, jeepers, I'm so excited I can't even whistle. Left out. Father, where are you going? Where do you think I'm going? I'm going to get them. And now I am going to destroy this will and cut my daughter off for life. Oh, my God. She was Mr. Alder. Oh, my, give me those papers. Who, me? I've got to tear them. They're my will. much breakfast, dear. I've eaten all the breakfast I care to, thank you. Now, Sam, you can't go through life being upset over a little thing like last night. I am not upset. I was just wondering how it would be if I gave up my practice here in town and opened an office in Abbott City. Now, Sam, I'm sure nobody even noticed you. No. Mother. Yes, Mary. Mother, I've been thinking. And don't you suppose we could move to Abbott City or someplace where people don't know father? Mary. Please go out in the kitchen and make me some more toast. Oh, excuse me. This is course. Father. Right now. And Mother, the man that hauled the safe for Father just called and said that due to the fact it was easier to get it down than up, the return trip will only be $22. What's that? I'll answer the phone. Sam, here's a review. A review? Of the play in the morning paper. Listen. One of the most hilarious evenings this town has ever enjoyed took place in the Centerville High School Auditorium last evening. The highlight was the guest performance of Samuel Aldrich, prominent local attorney. What's that? who made his entrance in what was erroneously listed on the program as a wealthy gentleman's dining room. The scene was actually on the Western Plains, and when Mr. Aldrich caught the buffalo single-handed, wrestled with it, and threw it into the cave with the double doors, the audience went wild. What's that? Now, wait a minute. Thank you. 
Do you think this letter is clear enough? What letter, Henry? What letter? I'm sending a copy to each one of the seven people that loan us one of their table leaves. Oh. It says, Dear Mrs. So-and-so, this is to thank you for loaning us your leaf. But due to a slight mix-up, will you please have your husband come to the school auditorium Monday morning with either a leaf that matches or some part of your dining room table so that we can eliminate this little confusion? broadcast of the Aldrich family is a presentation of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Send your questions and comments to host at classiccomedyotr.com. Until next time, in the words of Wanda Landowska, I never practice. I always play. <laughs>